You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Brandon. And I'm Saba. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. And on today's conversation, we have the pleasure of speaking with a medical marijuana patient here in Oklahoma. And she's all about breaking the stigma, too. So please welcome Lex to the Cannabis Hangout. Hi, Lex. Hey, guys. I'm really excited to be here with you guys today. Thank you so much for being here and just taking time out of your day to chat with us and tell us your story. So let's start from the beginning. Will you tell us, please, where your cannabis journey first began? So it first started uh, once I graduated high school. I moved out on my own, and I was really depressed, really anxious. Um, I had a constant fear that people were, like, following me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so my friend Kaylee at the time, she introduced me to cannabis. Because I grew up within a household that my parents were super traditional Christians, um, completely against cannabis and like any mind altering substances at all. Mm -hmm. And so I always had that negative view of it and I didn't really know much about it. And so she started giving me some information and I started learning and I started kind of dipping into cannabis and it has really helped me with my depression and anxiety along the way. Wow, it's cool that you, your first experience was a medicinal one. Like, you know, normally people just kind of are like, oh, yeah, my friend said, so I did. But um, it's I always enjoy hearing when people's first experience is always like a super medicinal experience yes. because they're using it with purpose. Right. Yeah, I really wanted to get off my pharmaceuticals and just focus on something more natural to give me that kind of boost in my day to not feel up down because I just, yeah. some of the pharmaceuticals just, alter your mind mm-hmm. in some ways mm-hmm. with the chemicals. It's just really hard to go throughout your day, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I feel that. Did, was that transitioning period, was that hard? Like, did it take a while for you to transition off of, I don't know, like, how many pharmaceuticals you were on or whatever, but, like, I know that transition from anything can be challenging. It was really hard. Um, I was on four pharmaceuticals, um, one of them being 500 milligrams of an antidepressant. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, that took me, I had to go a month and a half kind of leaning off of it because mm-hmm. um, my body was just so dependent on it. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, if I didn't take it, I was, I was sick. Mm-hmm. Like I was, mm-hmm. I couldn't keep anything down. Yeah. Your I body so needed much, it. Yep. Because it was so, it was addicted mm-hmm. <laughs> is what it was. So, so that was really hard. So what was that um, journey like in finding, you know, like, cause finding a dispensary, finding a buttender, finding what, you know, product worked for you. And did you just stick, stick to smoking or did you dive into other things as well? So at first I just stick to smoking. Um, and then I started slowly diving into other things like edibles. And then eventually I was introduced to dabs. Yes. And that's my heart. Uh, love that. <laughs> um, yeah, I have like four or five dab pieces and I just... Wow. That's just the winner for me. But, um, <laughs> yeah, at first I just went to one dispensary because I didn't really know about weed maps or Leafly or anything like that. I didn't know much about <laughs> everything. I just went with her to this one dispensary. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just go to this one. 
And so, but after a while, I started seeing like all these other dispensaries because once you have your medical card and once you're like more aware and into the medicinal part of it, you notice there's a lot more dispensaries. Yes. Like before I was smoking, I was like, I didn't notice that there were this many. Right, (laughs) right. And then you start, but that's cool though, because it sounds like you just kind of explored yourself like like people should whenever they get it, like go figure out what's out there. And did you ever get on Maps whenever you first? Uh, I got on the Maps like probably two months after I got my card um, was when I found out about it. I was like, oh, what is this? Yeah, you're like, this is really helpful. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I literally use Maps on the daily basis now. Um, it's my go-to for anything. So as you – this is very interesting. I always love to hear people's transitions, and I know other people – because transitioning from big pharma with cannabis is a very – you have to be very dedicated. It's not like one of those where you can be a toe in, toe out uh, situation. To you have to different. have, yeah, and it's a very like you have to have a mindset to learn and be educated. And you know, like you might have one or two bad experiences, but being able to talk yourself through it and be like, no, like there's this is what I want at the end. So even like mentally, what was that transition like? Like at what point were you like, I just am not doing this anymore. I don't want big pharma. And then that tra- like transcendent transition happened for you. So my friend Kaylee, she was using it for um, medical purposes, and she was on pharmaceuticals previously. So when it first became legal, uh, medical marijuana, she went and got her card. But she was smoking before it was medically legalized in Oklahoma, and um, she went and got her card, and then she was telling me about it, and she was actually just finished with her transition. And she warned me about all the mental challenges I was going to have to face, and it was hard like I struggled with body positivity honestly more than anything Mm -hmm. um just because I would lose weight and then I would gain it and then I just really went back and forth there were nights that I would be sitting here crying and I'm like I just I just want to feel like myself I just want to feel happy Mm -hmm. and just enjoy life because at that time I was I wasn't really wanting to be here yeah and so that was really it was a really hard challenge um actually I ended up trying to take my life thankfully I did not succeed but um during that transition time and my fiance well he's not my husband but he was my boyfriend at the time he really helped me get through that and just kept my mindset on the end like this is the goal this we're gonna fully transition to an all-natural medication I'm not gonna be addicted I'm mm-hmm. not gonna have to depend on a pharmaceutical that's literally putting bad chemicals into my body and brain. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. That was, thank you. We really appreciate that. And I know these conversations, there's always somebody listening that these conversations help and inspire. So we appreciate you sharing your story and being very vulnerable because conversations like these really matter. And it's so beautiful to hear your journey and how you overcame all of the hurdles that were thrown your way and that you had such a beautiful support system to uplift you and be like, no, like we got this, like I'm right here and we're going to figure it out. Do it the right way. That's the hardest thing sometimes is when you get down is how do you get back up? But when you have people to help you up, then I mean, the world is your oyster. Right. Right. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't have gotten through it if it wasn't for my support system at home and and medical marijuana yeah I mean it just it really it just really changed my aspect on a lot of different things and life in general yeah. like yeah I was 
on pharmaceuticals. I've been on pharmaceuticals since I was six years old. Wow. And so um, from the time I was six to the time I was 19 years old, Man. I was on pharmaceuticals. That's and a so, lot. Mm-hmm. like, it's just, I'm seeing the world from a whole yeah, different Yeah, you aspect. are. You really are. Like, yeah. It's just a whole different perspective that you have that a lot of other people around you probably don't. Yeah, exactly. And I try to, like, I'm explaining it to my family, too. And slowly they're starting to come on board. And they're they're like, wow, like, this actually isn't bad. And so it's just one person at a time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So what did that, Sharon. what did those conversations with your family look like when you know, you did start getting into cannabis and being more open about your consumption because I remember you saying they were super conservative. So, and I, I had conservative parents. So I just wonder what those conversations look like from, you know, different households and different religions and cultures. Yeah. So I, uh, I actually went over to my parents' house and I was like, Hey, I, I wasn't even living at home, but I like, I just felt like in my gut, I was so nervous. I was like, hey, um, I wanted to sit here and tell you guys I've started using medicinal marijuana. And um, we have, I have an uncle in my family who grew up using marijuana way before it was legal. Um, And then he also used like meth and heroin and he was an alcoholic. There was just a bunch of different factors that went into it. And so marijuana was looked at as a drug Mm -hmm. in their eyes. And so they were like, oh, are you going to turn into... Um, uncle so-and-so you're going to become the next black sheep of the family Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. they basically they kind of they weren't expecting me to succeed or do anything they really thought that I was going to drop out of college Mm -hmm. and end up homeless or on the streets because marijuana is such a bad drug to them it's a gateway drug is what people think when they associate because it's always been associated with other drugs Exactly. I feel like our parents' generation, when they see cannabis, it's just like automatically, mm-hmm. oh, it's a gateway drug. When you do this, yeah. you're going to start doing meth and heroin. Like right. I remember my mom having that fear that I would get into dangerous stuff. And I'm like, what do you mean? This gr- like this is yeah. grown in the ground. Like, what? But that's what I told him. I was like, this is an all-natural plant. Like, mm-hmm. And I I listed like a bunch of different things that I can help with. And, um, and I mean, here I am. That was three years ago today and I literally I graduate college tomorrow oh congrats yeah congrats thank you thank you I was like I've smoked throughout my entire college degree Mm -hmm. and it's helped me study it's helped me maintain my mentality of wanting to keep going wanting to push through it's allowed me to focus Mm -hmm. it's allowed me to get a good night's sleep before a test there's just so many different benefits of cannabis that it's just helped me along my college degree journey. Oh, that's and it's cool to hear from a college student as well because you're a little bit younger than we are and how it's helped you focus and stay in school and now you're graduating tomorrow. Like that's a huge deal. That's a really big deal that you did that. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, Lex, tell us a little bit about who you are and you're graduating. So what are you about what do you want to do? What are you about to start doing once you graduate? So um, I graduate with an associate in Specificated Sciences. Um, so it was for, it's basically half of my degree for my healthcare administration degree. Um, I've worked in healthcare the past three years or so, but I'm slowly just kind of exiting out of that field. So I just have a science degree right now. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with it, but um, I earned it on the scholarship. So awesome. I didn't really have to pay. So I was like, that's okay. Yeah. And so, but... I'm actually going into banking, and so 
the math and the science part of that. Maybe I'll eventually continue to go to school and get some type of banking or mathematics degree or something like that. Well, heck yeah, that's awesome. It's cool to yeah. it's cool to hear people's plans for life and you know just the way that they want to groove. So yeah, that's exciting. So Lex, what would you say is something that you'd love to do after you smoke? Like we all have our thing, so I want to know yours. Oh, well, there's a few. <laughs> Tell me them. Um, I love the outdoors. I love the hike. That's one of my, now that's my throw, it's one of my favorite things to do. I'll roll up or take my puff coat and go to my favorite hiking spot, which is here in Bixby, Oklahoma. Um, And I just go and there's a beautiful waterfall. And I just sit there and smoke and just think about life, inhale, exhale, look around me and just enjoy the nature. Mm Mm-hmm. That sounds grounds like you sound like our kind of girl. Yeah, it grounds you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go camping uh, sometimes. I really want to take a backpacking trip. That's on my Ooh. list of things. Yeah, where would you go? Chill That's okay. <laughs> Listen, really that's okay. You have plenty of time to figure it out. You have plenty of time to explore. <laughs> yeah, because I have like all the hiking stuff. Like I have a hiking backpack and a tent. And I have everything I need. Yeah, I yeah. just I don't know where I would go yet. So have you been to the Colorado <laughs> mountains? I've actually never been to Colorado. Okay, Whoa, okay. Well, that's a great place to start. There are we can I give know. you some great places to go, and it, you would rock your world. <laughs> really? Yes, I. Uh, it's. I really want to go sometime soon. I feel like I'm one of the only Oklahomans that hasn't been. Yeah. Well, yeah. Message. Every- we can message you some of our favorite places, and then yeah, maybe you can I'd try. Love that. Cool. Yeah. So Lex, you're a patient here in Oklahoma. Is there something that you really love about the market and the community here? I just love how everyone is so welcoming. There's not a soul that's judged. Everybody's background is different. Yes. There's such diversity. Like it's insane. And everybody is just like, hi, how can I help you? Like, mm-hmm. let me introduce you to this product. I think this would work really great for you. And there's just so many different things that, I mean, there's like topicals and then there's like the um, edibles and then there's pills, like not pills, but like the 1906s. Yeah, um, the drops. Mm. Drops, yeah. Um, and then there's like flour. And so everybody just has something that works for them. And the bud tenders here in Oklahoma, at least the ones that I've had experience with, always are very knowledgeable and they're always like, yes, this is a product that I would recommend for you. Here are some of the great things that I've experienced with. Mm. And the bud tenders have just always been super knowledgeable and helpful in helping me find the right product for me and others as well. That's nice. I'm glad you found some mm-hmm. quality bud tenders because you can't say that everywhere you go, I would say for sure. So it sounds like yeah. you're being attracted to the places that are more educational based for your body mm-hmm. and what you need. So that's yeah, cool. I definitely, um, I wouldn't say I pick and choose my dispensaries wisely necessarily, but I definitely look at the reviews. And they're like, if they seem welcoming, like all the reviews are good, and then I want to go in there. I want to see what your experience is like, and I want to get an experience. Right. Well. You got to figure it out. You don't know till you go. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. 
Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Yes, and with being business owners ourselves, Sob, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. So what, when you go into dispensaries, like what do you look for? Is there like certain terpenes or smells that you look for? Is there certain like strains that you look for? Like what attracts you? I'm more of a sativa dab and flower um, kind of girl. I really like a more of a citrus mm-hmm. type strain, um, like orange cream. I love that strain of uh, concentrate and it just has that perfect of orange at the end. <laughs> I but, am uh, the complete opposite. I do not like the orange terp, so it's crazy how different people are. <laughs> I really like the fruity stuff. I've, yeah. I don't know why. I'm more of, I don't really like the uh, the diesel or like super woody type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's cra- kinda- yeah, it's crazy how everyone's senses are so different with cannabis, but, that, right. but that's like why everyone's has everyone's so unique to it mm-hmm. you know it's like what your nose normally tells you like what your body needs you know if you don't like the smell yeah. of it it's probably not something your body wants like if you trust yeah. your body exactly. and you're in tune to that then like use your nose so that's cool you know what yeah. you like i tend to focus more on the sativa side too just because i like the head hide more it just helps me and focus more mm-hmm. and I like indicas too every once in a while but mm-hmm. indicas they kind of mellow my body out just a little too much I feel yeah yeah you're more of like an upper I would say with yeah. cannabis yeah so what are some of your staple products that you've been jamming with lately then I'm sorry I cut out what you say no, sign. what's some of your um, like staple products that you've been jamming with did you say favorite yeah favorite staple yeah Sorry. Um, probably definitely the 1906. I take those on the daily basis. Which ones um, do you like the most? The, what did you say, the midnight? midnight mm-hmm. Okay. I, I honestly haven't tried their midnight. Really? Mm-mm. I've only been really? using like their goes or their chills. I still have a lot of the love and bliss left. I haven't tried the loves. I really want to try the loves. I've uh, heard that it's from reading reviews and just friends that I'm using it, um, that it helps with menstrual count. It sure does. Yes. I can vouch for that. I use it usually all the time when, I ha- when I'm cramping, if I'm cramping. I'm definitely going to have some of that and give that a try. Yeah, they have the little pouches too where you can get a pouch so you don't have to like full send commit to a bottle, which is nice. But um, look yeah. for the pouches because those are nice. And yeah, and like if I put 11 Bliss together, it's like it, that's actually really good. Like I found it to really help my depression as well. Um, it just really helped clear my mental fog when I had it. Brandon yeah, the, can attest to that yeah, too. Yeah, the combos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like their minute just because I uh, I have insomnia, and so I just I take one or two of those, and then I'm good to go. And I sleep throughout the entire night, and I don't wake nice. up feeling groggy. Ah, uh, that's I so good. Up, so like 
let's start my day. <laughs> yeah, that's rewarding too to be able to like get a good night's rest because cannabis yeah. helps you versus like having insomnia and not being able to sleep. Yeah. Yes. And then I like, uh, do you guys know what High Sunshine Farm is? No. Honestly, we haven't really dipped into the Tulsa market as much as we'd like to, but this is why we're interviewing you so we can learn more. Tell us about them. <laughs> yeah. So High Sunshine Farms, um, they are like the nano capsules, like the water soluble capsules. Yeah. Um, they have a few different things. They have like the powder and then they have these nano tarts, which I have never had an edible that tasted exactly like the thing representing it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the parts literally taste exactly like sweet parts. Mm. And they kick in within probably five minutes. Wow. Like I could feel something. They're wow. super fast. That's and really they have anything Edibles and like little uh, capsules to some like powder you can mix in your drink. I use all of their stuff. It's amazing. I mix their powder in my coffee. Oh, wow, nice. nice. That's cool. You found some something that you vibe with like that, that you just like keep going back to. It's a staple for you. Yes. Yeah. So to flip the script a little bit, we saw, we also saw on your, uh, your wedding photos with you smoking and joy, like on Instagram, they're very beautiful. How do you find cannabis like helps your relationship with your partner? Like, do you feel like it helps you guys, you know, communicate, you know, better like bond or do you feel like it, it doesn't? conversation for me um if I'm just more I guess I don't really know how to explain it I just want to talk more I'm more like hey let's have a conversation because usually I'm pretty quiet and just kind of stay down to myself if I'm not um medicating or anything Mm -hmm. but it's helped us in a way because we've connected on a different level like um a few maybe a month ago or a few weeks ago uh, he doesn't actually smoke that much. He smokes every once in a while with me just because of his job. Mm-hmm. And um, we just turned off all the lights and we put some music on, like some meditation music. And we just sat there and smoked a joint together mm-hmm. and while holding hands. And it just, it let us connect on a whole, whole different level. level. That's so, yeah. be- that, I love hearing that. That's so rad. Yeah. Those are good feelings before with him and we've been together since I was uh, 17 years old and so it was just crazy yeah that is I feel like it opens up different pathways of connection it's not just like talking like you have spiritual connections you have soulful connections Mm -hmm. like the energy exchange even just like holding hands and being present with one another in like hey I'm sitting here I'm with you I feel you like I love you like we're connecting yeah. and that's that's really cool. I love to hear that. Yes, that's exactly what it was like. So in regards to your wedding photos, did you guys implement cannabis in your wedding or was that more of like a you just wanted to have fun and smoke a joint off to the side and get some photos? I did. I implemented cannabis in my part of the wedding. Nice. Um, How, what did you do? And so I actually had like a little small, not a real cannabis thing because i I couldn't have it in the building technically. Mm-hmm. And so, but there was like a little uh, piece of cannabis in my bouquet. And then I hit some off my puffco. I probably took like three or four dabs before I walked down the aisle. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> As you should have. So, I was like, I can't do this unless I take a few dabs first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, That's real. And then, uh, like at the end of the night, once me and one of my bridesmaids, we were just like, hey, 
with this make a joint and we smoked a joint with the photographer there and we we're just, nice. just taking pictures and um I just really wanted some pictures of me on my favorite day with my favorite thing. Yeah. And so yeah. it's Medicinal cannabis is just really so important to me. Yeah, and it's um, cool and that it's, it's like not, they're not traditional photos. It's very unique to you and your life. Yeah. Yeah. So um, speaking of Instagram, I was scrolling and saw that you recently posted a picture smoking at your grandmother's grave. I can relate to losing someone in the family as I've experienced that as of recently. Someone really close to me passed away. I'd love to know, how do you find cannabis has helped your grief? Do you feel like it's helped you heal and gain some sort of perspective around losing a loved one? Yes. Um, actually, she, my grandma, she passed away 11 years ago, and it still hurts like it was yesterday. Um, and so she's, having cannabis has just opened my mind to me wanting to speak out to her. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I'll just sit here and have a whole conversation with her, like, while smoking. And it's just helped me grieve because I know she's in my heart. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this before, but like I literally feel her in my heart. Like I feel my heart beating and I just like, I feel the love, you know? That's so, yeah, that is so beautiful. Open spirit and soul up and just connect on a deeper level. Yeah, that's a really good perspective. I haven't, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm having a little bit of difficulty trying to tap into that, but that's great to hear from you and your perspective because um, I just lost my mom in December, so I'm still like figuring that out and in, ta- in how to tap into her. And so I love to hear your perspective and thank you for sharing that because it helps me with trying to figure out how to really begin my healing process. Yeah. So when uh, I w- when she passed away, I I was ten or I think I was ten years old. Yeah, I was ten years old, and so I was still pretty young at the time and so my mind just really couldn't grasp it mm-hmm. and uh, I was listening to this song on repeat and so it's um, I Miss You by Hannah Montana wow that great was, song that <laughs> when. and so um, I just I sit there and I sing at the top of my lungs and I just it's like I feel her presence yeah and um, that's also really helped me grieve while just smoking and just listening to that song. Because um, I don't know if you and your mom had a special song together that you both really liked mm-hmm. um, or that just reminds you of her. Because my grandma and I didn't necessarily listen to this song together. It's yeah. something that I dedicated to her yeah. from, from me. Yeah, the power of music. Yeah, though. honestly, I can relate mm-hmm. to that. I will, when some of my mom's favorite, like, oldies come on like I will turn it all the way up and I will hit my pen or whatever's near me and I will just like cry and vibe honestly and then I feel better and I'm like okay like I felt like I feel like my how I feel my mom is like the wind and I feel like I'm kind of coming to terms with that recently like anytime I feel a strong gust of wind and I like feel sad or something I'm like okay this is her telling me like cheer up you're fine like you've got this you're good and so yeah I completely understand when you feel them in nature, like it's really awesome to know somebody else feels that way. Cause sometimes I think I'm going crazy. I feel like that's the only way to find, find pieces of them. Like I see a red Cardinal every morning when I come home from workout Mm -hmm. and I know that that's my mom following me or like 
watching yeah. over me. You know, like every single day since she's passed away, I've seen a red cardinal and or I see an owl. And like I it, usually the owls at night and it's like, okay, she's home, she's safe. And then in the morning it's like the red cardinal telling me to like have a great day and like be positive and stuff. And like for me that and the with the wind, those are like little signs from nature saying like she's around because those things don't normally happen. They didn't start happening until she passed away. So I have to, a little part of me just has to assume that she's out there sending me these signs. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, when I was actually over at my grandma's grave, I think it was two days ago, um, there was actually a red cardinal that came and like sat on mm. um, a grave, a few graves down. And I've been, I've noticed a lot more red cardinals recently too. And so I actually, later that day, I went and I bought a bird feeder and I hung it on my balcony for cardinals mm-hmm. to come so I could just watch it and just feel a little bit closer to yeah, them. Yeah, that's amazing. It's cool to hear that you, yeah, you, you saw act, that too. Or, like, yeah, acted. and you acted on it. Like you were inspired by yeah. and to make a move because you yeah. were... Which that's inspiring for me because sometimes yeah. my grief really hold, weighs me down and I don't the actions are hard to like follow through with. So that's, thank you for sharing that. I really yeah. appreciate that. It's very inspiring. Yes. Grief is such a, it's a heavy thing on your heart. And it's, yeah, it's, it's almost impossible to explain. Yeah. It, it yeah, it, it really is. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird. But anyways, we like to ask everyone this question. What is a stigma you would like to see revolve? You would like to see changed revolving cannabis? I just want it to be known as a medicine. It's, it's helpful. It's not a drug. It's it's not necessarily a mind-altering drug that people like our parents and grandparents and generations before us look at it as. I want it to be like, oh, this is cannabis. This is medicine. This is going to help me get through my day. This is going to help me relieve my pain. This is going to help me get me some sleep. Like, I keep saying this thing on TikTok. I want it to be acceptable saying mommy needs a joint at mm-hmm. the same as mommy needs a glass of wine. Yeah, I agree. Very much so. That's so. good. Um, well, Lex, I think this wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for, like, taking your time to be here here with us and just, like, sharing your story and all those things. We really appreciated it and really have enjoyed having you. I really, really appreciated your guys' insight, and I enjoyed being here today. Yeah, thank you so much, Lex. It was your perspective and story were so beautiful, and I appreciate you pouring into me more than you know. So thank you. Yes, and what's your Instagram handle if you would like anyone to know who they can go check you out? Yes, it is at Hi It's Lex, H-I-D-H, It's Lex with an underscore at the end. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Lex. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And as always, brand stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season 1 of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. 
Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.